Welcome to the Right Brain Music Podcast, presented by Right Brain Records. I'm Scott, and I thank you for joining us. Once in a while, we meet an artist who is so prolific that we have to wonder, where does this inspiration come from? Farrell Lowe is such a person. You may recall that his group, The Low Mids, was a featured artist in Episode 9 of this podcast. This time, we'll meet Farrell and get a deeper taste of his remarkable musical output. Farrell Lowe is based in Boulder, Colorado. He's a guitarist who is comfortable improvising, experimenting, and playing just about any type of music. Like a lot of creative musicians, he's also a multifaceted artist. He's a painter, as well as a wood and stone worker. His music is notable for its breadth and its depth. That is to say, both quantity and quality. To illustrate, he regularly releases music on Bandcamp with a variety of different collaborators and ensembles. In a recent 10-month period, he released 10 full-length albums, all of which are unique statements with high production values. Think about that for a moment. Where does all this energy come from? I talked with Farrell, and we'll let him and his music tell the story. I would describe myself as an artist and a musician as someone who's had a lifetime devotion to freeing the spirit and the mind of cultural and social constraints to get to the core of the act of making music and visual art. My music and visual artwork come from the same source. They are different manifestations of the same natural impulse. The diversity of my music I I draw from multiple sources. I draw from all sources. I grew up 20 miles from a town of 500 people on a 300-acre farm in southern Indiana. And one of my earliest musical influences was the natural world and silence. So I can take, I take musical inspiration from wheat fields and watching the wind blow through a crop or a field of fescue and a field of fescue sounds different than a field of wheat and that's very different from a field of corn for instance and the forest is another place altogether so like that can be one source of inspiration and when I was a kid I had some pivotal moments so I remember the first time 
I heard Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire. I was on the school bus and it was like it just sent me. And then the same thing happened with Nat King Cole. And the same thing happened with uh, Bob Dylan's Mr. Tambourine Man. And the same thing happened with Captain Beefheart and Sun Ra. I used to be a DJ on a radio show. I would play Bo Diddley next to Sun Ra, next to Tiny Grimes or Tuban Throat Singers. They all work for me and they all work simultaneously. It's predicated on their vibrancy and their proximity to the source of their inspiration. been playing guitar since I was 15 years old. 
I'll soon be 65. The guitar is a mysterious creature in that it's a simple thing, in that it's a chunk of wood with six wires on it. And that really is the extent of the physicality of it in, in many ways. And then what you bring to that and what you discover within that structure is infinite. And I've had people in the past, you know, since I'm a pretty unusual and orthodox guitarist, I've, I've been approached by people going, you know, like, you know, what, 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 are you, what is this? What are you doing? Then there's no structure. And I have replied in the past, it's like, you can't get away from structure. The structure is inherent in the instrument and in the very air. The air, our eardrums only pick up structural frequencies. And that usually answers the question way more thoroughly than most of those casualists are interested in and the guitar is an ongoing mystery in my life you know it's like hopefully every day I discover some nuance that has eluded me in the past and frequency of music releases that I have on my website and specifically in the last year 
and um, the quality and the diversity of it. In speaking about that, first of all, I work with amazing co-conspirators, so to speak, amazing musicians and amazing people that are deeply and truly inspirational to me. We all have chosen to let the music lead us to where the music wants to go as opposed to shaping the music into the cultural boxes that surrounds us at all times. In addressing diversity of releases, it's a constellation of the people that I work with. With the guitar, I try to come to the music and the environment that we've created to make the music as open and as unadulterated as possible walking in and that has been a discipline a lifelong discipline of all of the people that I work with in that we have an instrument and we are open to redefining the function of that instrument I've spent a lifetime working on being a listening musician and I think the frequency of the releases points to that is that there is there's so much creativity in the world that I occupy and not just mine but of all the different folks
love vinyl records. A full-size gatefold album to me is like Nirvana. You know, I mean, it's like I remember on the farm when I bought Frank Zappa's uh, Freak Out album, and I opened the gatefold, and it was just like the Rosetta Stone of culture. There was like that incredible list of his influences, and I went through every single name in that list that he provided. And I learned a great deal about philosophy, music, art, the works from that one album. One of the beautiful aspects of the internet is that it does provide a forum for obscure musicians, for people that are off the radar that aren't product-based artists to have a platform.
Well, Giamare was a band that I co-founded with Dave Willie quite a few years ago, and we we did five albums total, Amplifier being the third studio album that we did. Every record is is really fantastic as far as I'm concerned, and they were all done by a certain kind of process, which was unusual, in that it's all fully improvised music by a six or seven piece ensemble, and then we turned those rough edits over to Bob Drake in France and gave Bob complete carte blanche to put them together in whatever way he saw fit. North Ensemble is is a header that I use, so that's not a specific group. That was that was an idea I put together the North Ensemble for the venue that I was playing at. It's an open stage and an open air environment, and there's a lot of ambient influences that happen there. Low mids, we have recorded three different times. One of the members lives in Montana. He comes to Colorado once or twice a year. We get together at the drummer's wife's office, and he records it. It's a quartet. So Dave Willie, Scott, and Mark, and myself 
it's all fully improvised, so there's no discussion. We just sit down, we say hi, how you been, and go. Letting music take you instead of you taking the music. The first thing it has to go is your your sense of proving something or showing something. My advice to people that are interested in pursuing this type of music is to listen. To listen as deeply and as personally as they can and 
in that listening, let that little tiny voice speak. And when it speaks, let that come out through your instrument. And only that. Don't play from hierarchies and, and pedagogy and studies and scales and that sort of thing. It's like when you play it like on the guitar. How can that chord exist in the world? There's lots of ways it can exist. It can exist in multiple realities simultaneously if you have the ears to hear that. We've been listening to Farrell Lowe and his music in various forms. Specifically, this has included tastes of the North Ensemble, Ligia Mare, the Low Mids, and his trio with J.A. Dean and Ron Miles. All of this, and a lot more, is available on Farrell's Bandcamp site. For more details on Farrell and links to the music, see our blog at rightbrainrecords.com.
You've been listening to the Right Brain Music Podcast, presented by Right Brain Records. You can visit us at rightbrainrecords.com. Farewell for now. Join us next time. Thank <laughs> you.